today is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned you win. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you so very much. Now, for those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast on uh, the last frequency in the Vera Network and uh, WCETFM in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. But just so that you know and understand, time of the live broadcast happened to be on June 13th. So you're listening to the rebroadcast a day later. Uh, so anything that's been new and breaking, that'll be why it's a little bit different. But, you know, you guys are used to it by now. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. Now, June 13th is going to go down in history for a lot of different reasons. And we will start our news process today with a very major reason why, in fact, it is going to be historic. But June 13th has always been a special day in the Tap household because, well, it's my birthday. Yay, me. Okay, so anyway, enough of that. Uh, I do want to thank all of you who have been reaching out throughout the course of the day and wishing me a happy birthday. Those of you that listen to the show, uh, an extra special thanks because you guys are doing the best, most important thing that you can do for me and so much as listening. 
especially if you're listening to one of the monetized versions of the show, because then you just have to listen to an ad or two, but you really help keep the show going in that process, and I appreciate that greatly. Now, before we get to that news story as well, now that I have thanked everybody for all the birthday wishes, and there have been way more than I expected this year, by the way, so thank you guys for that. I definitely need to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors. Now, we've lost a sponsor, and we've gained a new sponsor, so we're not at a net loss, and we still have a couple of folks kind of uh, in the waiting, kind of finagling final deals and negotiations, so we may have a few more sponsors soon. But somebody that's been there from the very beginning, the very first sponsor of the show, actual paying full-blown sponsor ladies and gentlemen we're talking about four patriots now four patriots is a fantastic company and i don't just say that because they are in fact a paid uh, paid sponsor i say that because they have a lot of fantastic items available i am still in complete and total awe of my patriot power sidekick I mean, it does these tremendous... I am literally keeping my phone charged using it now. I have not plugged my phone into anything else in a while. Uh, I am currently trying to run the battery down for the second time because I really, really do need to test it and see how the solar charging works for it. So I can tell you guys about that. I haven't managed to do that yet. Uh, well, I haven't taken the time to do that yet because I got really impatient with several overcast days in a row. <laughs> and so I went ahead and charged it back up to just to see how long it would take to charge being plugged into the wall. And it didn't take very long at all. I was very, very surprised. It lasts for weeks under normal expected use. And it's done a fantastic job so far. So what I would like to ask you to do, small favor for me, uh, huge favor for yourself if you end up... Uh, buying stuff there is go visit our friends over at fourpatriots.com see everything they have to offer from their solar powered emergency backup generators to the simple patriot sidekick that's basically just a a a huge battery uh, that you can use um whether you're talking about maybe some survival food kits they have some of the best survival food kits in the business, uh, not just because they're ready to last 25 years, but because they taste so freaking good. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can read all the reviews, or better yet, you can try some of them for yourself. They're pretty damn economically priced as well. And speaking of price, you know what you can do? You, after going over to 4Patriots.com, can place some of those emergency food kits those survival food kits, the difference between surviving and not surviving, in your uh, little basket. And then when you go to checkout, you can use promo code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, to take off 10% from that order. So what are you waiting for? Uh, go try them out. Just, I mean, I, again, like I always say, don't take my word for it. Just go see for yourself. And when you see all the great things that they have available, you're going to want to buy something. And whatever it is you get, use code TAP, T-A-P-P, -P, to get that 10%. One last time, that's the number four, Patriots. 
patriots.com. The number four, patriots.com. Don't forget promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout. Okay, so obviously, the elephant in the room, once again, is the Donald John Trump saga as it continues. Uh, this is still a distraction story. This is an effort by the federal government to distract us from all of the corruption of the Biden administration. Uh, it's pretty clear. It's pretty obvious. But we do still have to talk about it because, distraction or not, it's important. It's important for a multitude of reasons, not only just because it's historic. First time a former president has been indicted on federal charges, but it also clearly demonstrates our slide, the dissent that the left would have us make into full-blown banana republics. I mean, that's what it is. And I did say banana republics as an adjective uh, because I'm making new words here. Because we're making history. We should make some new words. Although it's not really a great new word, right? Anyway, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, former president Donald John Trump, the Don, the Donald. He surrendered to authorities today, Tuesday, June 13th. <sighs> surrendered to authorities. I hate that word usage, but it's appropriate. He surrendered to authorities this afternoon at a courthouse in Miami to face federal criminal charges in special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into handling of sensitive U.S. government documents. Now, a lot of folks are attacking Jack Smith. A lot of folks are saying a lot of negative things. I, I, I'm going to make some of the listeners a little unhappy right here, and I'm going to remind you that this really isn't this really isn't Jack Smith's fault. Jack Smith is actually just doing his job. His job isn't to make determinations of the political ramifications. His job isn't to decide how this will affect the stability of the country. This isn't even to decide if this helps the Biden administration politically or if it hurts the Republican Party. It's to look at the evidence that's been presented and then make a recommendation. And that recommendation is supposed to be based solely on the evidence that he's looked at. So based on what he's had a chance to look at, Jack Smith is simply doing his job. And at this point, we really can't criticize him unless at some point down the road uh, he looks at all the same evidence and decides to not charge, uh, not recommend charges, not recommend anything hostile or negative or punitive in any fashion if a Democrat does a similar thing. Then you've got room to criticize. And there's no real record of Jack Smith doing this professionally. So at this point, and even if there was record of him doing this kind of thing in the past. At this point, he is just doing his job. The people who aren't, the people who you should be angry at, if you are one of the many, many conservatives across this country who are, in fact, angry about this, even a large number of never-Trumpers 
Even a large number of independents are looking at this, and it is so clearly politically partisan. So, obvious, all you have to do is know just a little bit about what happened with Hillary Clinton. All you have to know is just a little bit of what's going on with Hunter Biden. And now the clear-cut connections between Hunter and the big guy. If you know just a little bit about this, the relentless drumbeat, the constant attack, the constant effort to go after Donald John Trump since the moment he came down the escalator and said, I'm seeking the Republican nomination for president. If he came out calling himself a Democrat, they would still love him. He would be their hero. He would have had a whole different set of advisors. He would have done a very different thing. But the one thing Donald Trump loves more than himself, and yeah, he does have a bit of an ego, so, and God love him, yeah, you got to have some kind of ego if you actually want to be president, if you're willing to put yourself through everything that's required to go become president. But the one thing he loves more than himself, which also is pretty obvious because he puts his name on everything he can, is this country. He loves the United States of America. That has been pretty clear. It's been pretty obvious since that very first time as a young man that he went on to the Phil Donahue show. And yes, I am just barely old enough to remember that. <laughs> now, there's a lot of you listeners out there, some of your new listeners, that maybe you don't remember that. There's a lot of you regular listeners that I know for a fact can probably tell me more about it than I can because I can barely remember it. But the point of the matter is, Donald Trump loves America. And so he puts himself in this situation. And we can talk about how he could have avoided this situation. In fact, I had multiple conversations today with folks uh, discussing this issue where we talked about different ways he could have avoided it. And you can make a strong case for why Donald Trump should have probably just turned over the requested documents and let that be the end of it. Don't give any more cannon fodder. Don't give any more ammunition to those people that you know, the deep state folks and the leftist Democratic operatives that have wanted nothing more than to throw you in jail for the horrible, terrible, very no good crime of putting an R at the end of your name and then trying to drain the swamp, trying to upset their apple cart. That has been the driving force for a good number of these people. He showed up and he tried to ruin their party, a party that's paid for at the expense of the American taxpayer, a party that none of us are actually invited to because they are our betters. So why give them the extra ammunition? Now, we've had that discussion, and there is a legitimate point to be made there. However, that's not really what's at issue anymore. I mean, it, it is the issue when he gets in court. He's going to have to defend himself for the things that he appears to have actually done. But that's why we have the trial. And he is innocent until proven guilty, despite the early convictions by the media and the Democratic Party, which, of course, that already transpired several years ago. So, you know, thank God for the courts. 
fingers crossed. Loss in the institution, uh, loss of trust in the institution. Yeah, it, it's difficult to say I have full faith and confidence that things will work out the way they should. And I think a lot of my fellow Americans, a lot of you guys out there listening, feel the same way about it. And it's terrible. Anyway, back to the specifics here. Donald Trump appeared before a federal magistrate, Judge Jonathan Goodman, in the Southern District of Florida, where he pleaded not guilty to 37 felony counts for his alleged retention of national defense information. His alleged attempts to obstruct the investigation, and for allegedly lying to investigators. Trump attorney Todd Blanche told the, mag the magistrate judge, quote, we most certainly enter a plea of not guilty. Yeah, I, I don't like it when people do that kind of flourish thing. You know, how do you plead? Absolutely, positively, 100%, 110%, 150% not guilty. Just say not guilty and move on. Especially if you're a freaking attorney. I get it if you're actually the defendant and you're answering for yourself and you're trying to impress someone who may be listening, presumably a jury. Uh, not that that's really what's at odds here because this is just reading of the indictment. But if you're the attorney, just do your job. Just say not guilty, and let's not give any more fodder. You don't have to be so righteously indignant, even if that is what your boss, Donald Trump, wanted you to do. Anyway, Trump reportedly had electronic copies of his fingerprints taken by authorities, but was not placed in handcuffs and did not have a mugshot taken. Although... Honestly, I think the mugshot would have made for a great campaign poster. In fact, there was a lot of talk about that during the New York indictment that uh, Mr. Braggs, in fact, has in place. Uh, how it seemed like the Trump campaign almost wanted a mugshot taken there, and they just simply refused to do one. We'll see what happens, though. Now, quoting here from another Trump attorney... President Trump is in a very unique position where he does not need to be given a mugshot, obviously. He's not a flight risk. He is the leading candidate of the GOP at the moment. He's going through a process that has been coordinated with the Secret Service, and it will all be handled seamlessly. Well, good luck with that. I, I get that you guys are looking to try to make sure that's the case. But the whole nature of this event, orchestrated by the Department of Justice, orchestrated by Meritless Garland, and Biden, by extension, is this effort to slide us into the Banana Republic level that they want to see made. They're the ones not doing their job. The ones not taking into account the danger that this action puts the entire republic in. And that's not a reason not to pursue criminals, regardless of what statute that has. It's not me saying that anyone is above the law. It is me saying it needs to be Republicans 
that charge and prosecute and criminally hold accountable Republicans. And it needs to be Democrats holding Democrats accountable. There needs to be some sacrifice in order to reestablish some type of faith in the institutions of this nation. We need to see for ourselves people holding their team accountable, holding their people accountable, so that we then can begin to have faith that integrity still exists somewhere in our federal government. That's where faith in these institutions can be restored. It's not going to be automatic. It's not going to happen the first time you do it. You're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to go after those that are guilty amongst your own ilk. Anyway, the personal aid to Donald Trump, Walt uh, Nalta, I'm still not getting his last name very good, Uh, the co-conspirator, as he's been accused, but uh, he's delayed entering a play in the case because he had issues with finding a local lawyer. Of course, the co-conspirator has been charged with conspiracy to obstruct justice, withholding a document or a record, corruptly concealing a document or record, concealing a document in a federal investigation, scheme to conceal, and false statements and representations. Which is just a lot of fancy words of saying, hey, uh, he basically did what Donald Trump asked him to do, which is kind of what you would expect from a personal assistant. But, but in order to charge conspiracy uh, with Trump, you have to have a conspiracy. And by legal definition, in order to have a conspiracy, you got to have a co-conspirator. There has to be at least one other person involved in the crime. I think they'll have a hard time proving that this guy was actually knowingly engaging in criminal activity. Pretty sure he thought he was just doing what his boss was asking him to do. Here's here's some boxes. I need you to move the boxes. Okay. If anyone asks you about the boxes, that's none of their business. Tell them whatever. Tell them I said, go pound sand. (laughs) Probably a bit more than that. But anyway. Trump is accused in the indictment of retaining classified documents regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries. Oh, my. Supposedly, in and amongst this, there was still secret information about the United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and some of our allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. Basically, just some military plans that the president would have been privy to, some of which I keep pointing out now we don't know with any certainty because we've not been allowed to see them because they are still classified, or at least they're still treated as if they're classified. But some of these plans may actually no longer be classified, technically, They remain marked as such, but they may not be classified anymore because they may be moot. They may be obsolete. 
the operational situations and whatever they involve may have already changed so drastically that that would never be the plan anymore. Much like a presidential motorcade route. Yes, it is classified up until the time that that trip has been completed. And then, even though the papers involving that trip is still marked classified, they're not really classified anymore. They become common knowledge. There's a multitude of ways that classified information, even military stuff like planned responses, becomes automatically declassified. You just can't treat them as being classified anymore. You can still treat them as though they're confidential, which is a different level. It's a different marking, and it's a much less serious crime at that point. So no, no, they're going to pump up worst-case scenarios. They're going to throw out words like espionage, and they're going to try to make you think that the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist is also holding on to nuclear secrets so that he can impress Kim Jong-un. So he can hang out with Vladimir and say, seriously, you got these nuclear things going on. I would have killed Ukraine in two seconds with my nuclear plans. Here, see? This is the plans we have. It is incredible. It's huge. Is that honestly what the left thinks happening? I mean, you can... Make whatever argument you want about proper storage of these documents. But I'm going to take you way more seriously when I hear you calling for indictments of Hillary Clinton. When I hear you calling for indictments of Joe Biden. I mean, how many different documents classified can you have in so many different locations? Oh, well, you know, they were mostly for his memoirs. That doesn't make it okay. And he started collecting these documents back when he was a senator. He collected documents as senator. He collected documents as vice president. And in neither one of those situations did he have the authority to declassify them. No one else had declassified it. He stole them from a skiff in multiple situations. But, you know... Supposedly, this is different because he said sorry. Okay, so if you want to let that be the standard, then why is Hillary Clinton walking around? I'm sorry, the standard here is intentional? The standard here is obstruction? I'm afraid taking bit bleach to all your electronic devices and then taking an actual physical hammer and smashing phones that you could not effectively remove data from, I think that counts as obstruction of justice, considering that subpoenas had been issued for all of that. Throw on top of that later on, you find out that uh, several of those missing emails that were no longer on any of the electronic devices that were offered up were mysteriously discovered on the laptop of one Carlos Danger. Uh, you better know him as Anthony Weiner, uh, former husband, or at least I, I think they got split up. I, I can't say with certainty. Maybe they worked things out. But uh, at the time, married to Uma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's right-hand person, her chief aide, her best friend. Miss Abedin put 
classified emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop. This is after he had spent time in jail for solicitation of minors. And evidently was still using that laptop to do uh, naughty things uh, looking for minors. It's just so sordid. But I'll take you more seriously if I hear you calling for that. So far, I don't. Tim, why are you engaging in whataboutism? Because this is a case where somebody should be asking, well, what about this? I mean, at, there are occasions when whataboutism is the appropriate response. And you're just deflecting the fact that there's actual things that happen when you go there. It's practically an admission. Well, yeah, sure, you shouldn't have done it. Sure, Hillary shouldn't have done that. But she did, and that's old news. Why are we still talking about it? We're still talking about it because Hillary Clinton got off scot-free. And despite the many, many chance of lock her up, when Donald Trump was elected, he did not go after his political opponent. Now, you can make the statement all you want to, and I will agree with you that just because you happen to be a high-ranking member of a political party doesn't mean you're above the law. It doesn't mean you should be able to just get away with stuff. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really do. But it needs to be the Democrats that hold Hillary accountable. It needs to be Republicans in charge that hold Donald Trump accountable. And if you're going to set the standard, then that needs to be the standard. The standard that got set by John Comey, former director of the FBI, was that, well, you know, despite the obvious efforts to obstruct justice, uh, there was no actual intent by Hillary Clinton to expose anything classified to foreign bad actors. And, you know, with no intent, even though the law does not require intent, we, we've talked about this, the handling of these documents, nowhere is there any requirement of intent. It's just a standard that was set. So if it's good for the goose, it should be good for the gander, but no. No, 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 no. We can't look the other way, even though most of these documents uh, have nothing at all to do with these things. And a lot of these documents clearly are being exaggerated as far as their importance. And I'm willing to bet a fair number of the worst sounding documents based on descriptions are probably obsolete, probably no longer would be considered to be classified for one multiple reason or another. I am. I'm willing to put some money down on it. Now, if it turns out that that's not the case, then so be it. And if Donald Trump had documents that he honestly should not have had, then there needs to be some type of accountability for that. There just should be. And I am somebody who've often pointed out that you should not justify your own bad behavior by pointing to other people's bad behavior. So Hillary Clinton, get, Hillary Clinton getting away with it does not give the green light to Mike Pence having documents in his closet. It doesn't give the green light 
to Donald Trump keeping documents. He should have just declassified all of it while he could have and then held on to it. And he should have been very public about the declassification so there'd be no questions about it. He shouldn't have forgotten to declassify any potential military. Just shouldn't have. Anyway, legal experts have said that while there is certainly an argument that can be made about whether the former president was targeted by the Department of Justice, the most damning piece of alleged evidence in the indictment is the audio tape of the former president. The one where he's talking about, do you see this? This is mine, not, not, not there, it's not my plan. Yeah. And according to the indictment, in July of 2021, at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, during an audio recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, Donald John Trump showed and described a plan of attack that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, as president, I could have declassified it, and now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Now, that does sound pretty damning. And I have heard a lot of people already go the... AI deep fake route in trying to describe this particular audio. But I'm inclined to say about 90% probably happened. All right. I'm about 90% off. I could be persuaded of an AI deep fake a little more if they suddenly find more recordings. But this, it sounds like something Donald Trump would say and do. But the other side of that is it also sounds like his hyperbole and his exaggeration, the way he normally communicates anyway. It's entirely possible that what he was showing them was actually declassified, had been declassified, and he was just saying that to make it sound more important, to make he himself sound like a much bigger deal. Not that he needs to do that anymore, but because it's so ingrained in who and what he is, I don't think he can help himself. And some people will say, well, that's the kind of foible. Why would you want that guy to be president? Because he was a damn good president. He was a damn good president before, and I'm pretty sure he would be a pretty damn good president again if given the opportunity, especially given the lessons learned. If he can get out of the way of his own ego and start getting back to the, the focus of serving the American people. Period. That needs to be the onset. Now, former U.S. Attorney General William Barr, who happened to serve in the Trump administration, he warned during an interview over the weekend that if even half of the things that Trump is accused of doing are true, that the former president, well, to use his words in quoting him now, that Donald Trump is toast. 
The former attorney general addressed claims from Trump's allies that the case has to do with the Presidential Records Act and not the Espionage Act, the federal statute that Trump was charged 31 times with allegedly violating, saying, quote, well, it started out under the Presidential Records Act and the archives trying to retrieve documents that Trump had no right to have. Again, this is Barr's quote, not me agreeing with Bill Barr. I, I think before we can determine whether he had a right to have them or not, and whether or not they were declassified or not, we would need to be able to see those documents. And clearly, they're not going to let us see those documents, are they, boys and girls? I mean, if they were to let us see it, then they would have to declassify them all anyway. Then what leverage would they have? Anyway, uh, back to Bill Barr's little statement. Now, uh, back to quoting. But it quickly became clear that what the government was really worried about were these classified and very sensitive documents. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents and how many there were, frankly. And so the government's agenda was to get those, protect those documents, and get them out. And I think it was perfectly appropriate to do that. It was the right thing to do. And I think the courts under the Espionage Act that uh, he will willfully that he willfully retained those documents are solid counts. Now, a lot of folks have been hating on Bill Barr for saying those things, but again, based on what he was looking at, he was giving a legitimate legal opinion. And the case that's being built, the case that Donald Trump is going to have to defend himself from is that he willfully retained sensitive, dangerous documents. All else aside, that is what's being presented. Now, we can scoff at the idea. We can make excuses. We can do whatever we want to do. I mean, I've been throwing out all kinds of things myself, and I'm still rooting for the guy for no other reason than to stop this one-sided banana republic prosecution. That is still what it is. I do want Donald Trump to be held accountable if he, in fact, did commit a crime. But I want it to be done so in a reasonable fashion, in a way that's consistent with our judicial system, in a way that is consistent with how someone with a different political viewpoint would also be treated. If that's too much to ask for, then our nation is already gone. It's already too late. I don't think we're there yet. I'm hoping we're not there yet. Barr said that the indictment was very detailed and very damning if the allegations contained in it are true. Now, <clears throat> that's very important denotation there. Very damning if the allegations are true. The media would have you believe that they are. The defense, uh, the defense, the uh, prosecution would have you believe they are. We do not know if they are. And despite what is 
determined in court. We still will not know if they are because we are not going to get to see the unredacted versions of the documents. And several of these documents, we're not going to get to see any version of. Finishing up with what uh, Bill Barr uh, discussed, said, and this idea of presenting Trump as a victim here or as a victim of a witch hunt is ridiculous. Yes, he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his adversaries have obviously pursued him with phony claims, have obsessively pursued him with phony claims. And I've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim. But this is much different. He's not a victim here. Now, that's where Bill Barr has finally crossed the line and become a very bad guy in the eyes of Trump Nation. Although a lot of folks already kind of felt like he was to begin with. And that's okay. Trump Nation can feel however they wish about Bill Barr. The point of the matter is, Bill Barr has looked at the evidence and he's been convinced by it. The same evidence that we will have to try to sort through, that he's going to have to defend himself from. So no matter where you're coming down on this one, we know the truth is still a long way off. All right, let's take a very late mid-hour break because, you know, we're like three quarters of the way through the first hour. Thank you so much for being here. Before we do that, I would like to remind you that the uh, quickest way to go down the path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The surest way to become the victim of a crime is to not have your gun when you need it. That's why I have to talk to my fellow gun owners out there about a mistake that a lot of us have made in the past. Some of us may be making it at this very moment. We'll pick a holster that is so uncomfortable, we just stop carrying. That puts us at a huge disadvantage. A huge disadvantage if that terrible moment happens when we do have to defend ourselves, our family, our neighbors. Why put yourself in that situation? See, I, I've got a little secret for you. There's this holster that is so comfortable that thousands of their customers are swearing that is the most comfortable holster ever. And they will swear to you also that if you start using that particular holster, you'll never stop carrying. Of course, I'm talking about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Uh, their de design is meant to save you money as well because it will fit 99% of semi-automatic handguns out there. It's designed to work without having to need a tactical belt so there's a hidden cost taken right out of there and it also works in multiple positions so you can carry wherever works best for you yeah, kind of going back to that most comfortable holster ever bit now i know i'm trying to sell you something i know that they are a paid sponsor so they're paying me to tell you the all really cool super awesome parts of what they do. Best thing to do, though, is to check it out for yourself, right? Uh, 
Now, first of all, I'm not going to bring you anything that I don't have faith in, that I don't believe can be of value to you. So I'm putting my credibility on the line when I throw them out there. But that's why I'm perfectly content with saying, go check it out for yourself. So here's what you need to do. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, the reason why you want to do the backslash T-A-P-P, make sure that you've got that tap at the end of it is because that will automatically activate a $50 discount for you if you decide to make a purchase while you're there. So why wouldn't you do that? You won't have to go back and, and worry about putting in a code at checkout. It's automatic if you use that specific site. And that's all. So again, most comfortable holsters ever. Never stop carrying. Thousands of their customers will swear to it. It's at least worth checking out, right? So again, go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. That way you get that automatic $50 discount. Stay with me. I'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's husband. Thank you. Thank you, George. Just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. Since just after the Revolutionary War, there have been those seeking to kick God and the Bible out of society. In 1844, Supreme Court Justice Joseph Story upheld the use of the Bible as a tool for teaching in government schools. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, in this Vidal versus Gerard case, Mr. Gerard's will permitted the teaching of the Christian faith, just not by members of the clergy. Justice Story's opinion that Gerard's will was not derogatory toward Christianity rested on two determinations. First, a layman was capable of teaching the general principles of Christianity. Second, Gerard's will actually permitted the teaching of the Bible in schools. It was duly noted that the founding fathers warned that in order for the United States to become and remain great, her people must be of good moral character. Mr. Gerard clearly understood the importance of teaching students the biblical principles of morality and its general precepts. Whereas can the purest principles of morality be learned so perfectly as from the Bible? Where are benevolence, the love of truth, sobriety, and industry, superior intellectual development, be so powerfully and irresistibly inculcated as in the Bible? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Beanstalks is designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have 
is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly from your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free. The way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Yeah, yeah. Tentacle yeah. shoppers, tentacle yeah. shoppers. Yeah, yeah. There's a cleanup yeah. on every aisle. Yeah. Target yeah. is targeting yeah. your kids. Yeah. You're listening to Tap into the Truth. Target is targeting they my kids. They're 
target and your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep it strapped. And I'm always by my bears. This agenda gotta stop. Yeah, you know we're gonna win when they target, target, yeah, they target and target, target, yeah, they target kids. Target, target, yeah, they target and target, target, yeah, they target kids. That is correct. They are targeting the children and they continue to do so. And here's a really fun fact for you. Uh, by now, you probably heard about the transgender activist who took his top off at the uh, White House LGBT uh, event over the weekend. Well, backlash has occurred. Now, again, I say he because that particular transgender, uh, a Rose Montoya is the name they go by. Uh, they were male at birth and have had multiple surgeries to appear more and more feminine. Well, ended up taking a photo topless, uh, covering uh, the breast with their uh, little dainty hands, uh, basically. But the, the picture's out there, video of it's everywhere. Uh, Rose has even uh, responded by saying, Oh, I hear you're trying to say that we're trying to groom children with my photo. Blah, blah. Oh, just shut up. Okay, here's where things might get a little sticky, though. As current resident of the world's most expensive nursing home, one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., a.k.a. Joe Biden, uh, faced a, a lot of backlash yesterday and today after the video of Rose Montoya taking his top off went viral. Uh... Montoya, again, a man who claims that he's a woman, met with Biden and the greatest doctor of all time, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, covered his bare prosthetic breast with his hands while being recorded on camera. Uh, after this, Jill Biden had an official from the White House give an official statement. In this official statement, it said, and I quote, This behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any event at the White House. It is not reflective of the event we hosted to celebrate LGBTQI plus families or the other hundreds of guests who were in attendance. Individuals in the video will not be invited to future events. Oh, no. Oh, no, but Joe, don't you understand? This is the actual face of Pride Month. This is the actual effort. You see, we have went through the various steps. We went from the, we just want to be able to live our lives in peace to the, well, we just want to be able to have the same rights and position as society as everyone else, to now you must bow down and kneel at our fake phallic imagery as we whip each other in chaps that, of course, are strangely missing the back, so we're seeing a lot of butt cheek. Uh, yes, this this is the base of pride that you encouraged uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. when you hung the 
pride progress flag literally in the middle and elevated above the flag of the United States of America on either side. When you did this at the White House, you basically were stating that America is a conquered nation. We've been conquered by pride progress. <sighs> this is standard behavior for a large number of the so-called activists. Now, it's not representative. I will give the statement made by the White House uh, every bit of validity when they say that is not particularly representative of most people that technically are part of that community, if you want to call them a community. Many of them are just, you know, a hodgepodge of various splinter groups. But, you know, if you happen to be someone that would fall into one of those categories, that's not very representative of them. And such a threat. They've already done the damage, Joe. Corinne Jean-Pierre later expressed the same sentiment during the Tuesday press briefing when she said, quote, the behavior was simply unacceptable. We've been very clear. They've always been very clear. We've been very clear about that. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. So, you know, we're going to continue to be clear on that. And that type of behavior is, as I said, unacceptable. It's inappropriate. It's disrespectful. And it really does not reflect the event. Yeah, but it does. It does reflect the event that was the event. That is what these folks are doing for the love of all that is holy. Uh, the activists are not who they say they are. They're not the best representatives of the LGBTQ plus community anyway. Oh, but, you know, it's the agenda. The agenda. The agenda. And when the LGBTQ agenda has also taken hold of health care, it's become pretty obvious that you have to take your own health care into your hands because nobody else is going to do it. Which is why I have to ask you, if you happen to be worried about your heart, your memory, or your swollen, achy joints like me, then have you heard about this Antarctic Krill supplement? Uh a brand new sponsor, is a supplement that actually could help put an end to all three of those issues for you. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And there's absolutely positively never been a better time to try it for yourself. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com, get up to 58% off your native path Antarctic krill. This krill oil is pure, effective, and easily absorbed by the body. It contains an extremely potent antioxidant, an antioxidant that is so good for you that it helps further reduce inflammation and swelling. For a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. Again, just go to FixSwollenFeet.com. It's going to take me a minute to get used to that particular website address. That's FixSwollenFeet.com. 
F-I-X-S-W-O-L-L-E-N-F-E-E-T.com. Fix Swollen Feet. Uh, that's going to be it for this first hour. Don't go anywhere as we reset the hour and come back right after this. My name's Joe Biden. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. <laughs> Joe Brandon, I agree. <laughs> I mean, he has made clear that uh, 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 well, I took uh, a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. I'm not thanking you. No, no. I promise you, the president has a big stick. I keep forgetting I'm president. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. My name's Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. as president, as vice president, as United States senator. Yeah, it's safe to say he was never good. That would have been kind of bad, really. But hey, he's just one of many, right? And that doesn't make it any better. But you know who is good? Our friends over at 4 That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They are very good. You know what they're good at? They're good at helping you to be prepared for when life kind of throws those curveballs at us that we don't expect. So what happens if the power grid goes down? What happens if there's a disruption of the food supply? What happens if you just need to purify your water to make sure it's safe for drinking? Well, if you're not prepared, only bad things will happen. So whether we're talking about terrible storms, natural disasters, civil unrest, or whatever the case may be, you really should take measures to be ready for the worst. Now, nothing wrong with being optimistic and expecting the best, but be ready for the worst. How do you do that? Go visit our friends over at fourpatriots.com and see what they have to offer. You're going to find some stuff that you're really going to like. I promise you that much. Just the survival food kits alone are phenomenal. I, I, I'm i happy to order more because I'm having a hard time keeping them because I can't keep the wife and kids out of them. The, the, some of the new desserts are so good. It's just like that's what they want now. I'm going to have to start hiding them so that I can keep them. It's scary stuff. Anyway, uh, that's the number four, patriots.com. And don't forget to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout to save yourself 10% on that order. That's fourpatriots.com. Use promo code TAP for 10% off that order. I promise you, you won't be sorry. Unless, of course, you don't do it. Okay, let's get back to uh, the show today. We've got... 
a few more topics to talk about. Uh, the remainder of the topics are important. You're not going to get a whole lot of coverage from them uh, or about them because everybody's going to be just letting the Trump story suck up all the oxygen out of the room. The problem is the more we're talking about Donald Trump, the less we're talking about Joe Biden. And the less we're talking about Joe Biden, the less likely we are to be able to make the case that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. needs to be evicted from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, another good example of that today is the total level of incompetence and their inability to provide for you good news in a way that doesn't showcase how terribly inept they actually are, or it demonstrates how stupid they think we all are in showing us this information the way they did, hoping no one would notice. Naturally, what I'm talking about is how the White House today was literally literally trying to brag about a chart that they tweeted out showing that inflation is lower than it was last summer at this same time, month over month. Even though that same chart also showed that inflation has skyrocketed from the moment that Joe Biden was sworn into office. Now, in the past, the White House celebrated inflation reaching 4%, the lowest rate since March of 2021, claiming that the lower rate, quote, is giving families real breathing room. The chart may, may have not been the clear victory sign the administration was kind of insinuating it was. Just saying. Because... It showed the massive increase in inflation from January of 2021 to May of 2022. You know, when it reached 9% under the current president's watch, the, the guy who's there, uh, Joe Biden, you know, head of the Biden crime family, that guy. Uh, quoting here from the tweet, Great news! Today's inflation report shows annual inflation is now at the lowest level since March of 2021, and less than half of what it was last June. This is giving families real breathing room. Joe, this is breathing room that we wouldn't need if your policies weren't so trash to begin with. If it wasn't for the fact that you immediately went to work at destroying our economy and destroying the value of the dollar. You didn't immediately go to work trying to destroy the energy sector, uh, thereby forcing all, I mean all, other industries to have to pay more in order to bring services and goods to the people. To make it harder for the people to get back and forth to work if they were lucky enough to actually be employed and motivated enough to keep going back and forth to work instead of sitting home and saying, I would take some more of that free money, please. You know, the same free money that also exacerbated the level of inflation, along with all the money that was wasted, given away, stolen, while you did nothing to stop it. Now, the Small Business Administration is perfectly content with just letting a lot of this money be gone rather than try to recover. Same thing with a lot of other. You're still trying to avoid having folks 
have to pay back their student loans to still looking at workarounds rather than actually, you know, letting the system go back to the way it's supposed to. You can't just give away free money all the time from out of nowhere, especially when you're having to borrow money to do it. You can't just keep raising the debt ceiling just because you want to keep borrowing money so you can keep spending like some kind of crazed, insane person that doesn't understand finance. Oh, well, this is about defaulting on our debts, they say, for the debt ceiling. No, you could have serviced the debt without having to continue to take out more debt to do it. At some point, you're going to collapse. And these guys know it. It's not a surprise. They deny it every time somebody like me points it out. But they know what they're doing. They're still trying to usher in the age of modern monetary theory. They're still trying to bring about the collapse of the U.S. dollar and move into something else. But this graft... This graph showing the lowest level since last June still clearly shows how much it skyrocketed since he first took office and how much lower it was. We're talking about inflation still. When he first took office in comparison to where it is now. That real breathing room you're talking about, Joe? We're not there yet. Maybe you don't need as much oxygen to continue on as a lot of folks do, you know, since you gave up using your brain a while back. But the rest of us, we need a little more breathing room, like solid, legitimate, reasonable fiscal policies. How about that for a change? The U.S. inflation rate reached a 40-year high when it hit 9.1%. Did that not under Donald Trump, not under Barack Obama, although Barack probably would have been proud of it if he had. It didn't happen under Clinton, didn't happen under any of the Bushes. It happened under Biden. While the inflation rate under former President Donald John Trump, you know, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, the first indicted president in American history, that guy. The inflation rate under Trump hovered about 2%. It even hit an average of 1.2% in Trump's last full year in the White House. That included the spike that happened due to the artificial shutdowns and the artificial spending due to COVID. His last full year, 1.2% was the average. That seems like a big difference from, you know, it's down 4% from the high. <sighs> yeah, let's high-five each other over being not quite as bad as we are. <laughs> we, we, we were going to have to work harder to be worse, evidently. Now, naturally... Conservatives took to Twitter, blasting the tweet as another, <clears throat> and I like the alliteration here, Biden blunder. Quoting here, great news. The administration points out that the moment Joe Biden took office, inflation took off. That from Steve uh, Guest. 
former communications director for Senator Ted Cruz. Quote here, you're bragging about prices continuing to increase. That's from Jeremy Redfern, press secretary for Governor Ron DeSantis. Yes, you're bragging about prices continuing to increase. Because remember, this is still rising. It's just the lowest rate of rising since that time period. We're not rising nearly as fast as we did before, but you're still rising at 4%. You've already hit record highs. Just because you've slowed down at how quickly it's going up doesn't mean you're going in the right direction yet. You're still going in the wrong direction, Joe. You're still going up. That's what makes this such a dishonest statistic to begin with. Another Twitter user uh, asked a very important question, and it's really good. So I, I'm going to share it with you. Quoting the tweet here, last year I gained nine pounds. This year I only gained four pounds. Am I losing weight? <laughs> you got to love it. I mean, it's true, and this proves that this Twitter user actually does understand how inflation works, unlike Joe Biden. And the economists that work for Joe Biden. And uh, the other handlers that work for Joe Biden. Although some of them actually do understand how it works, their plan is to crash the economy and move to their new digital currency and uh, move on to modern monetary theory uh, so that they can presumably make our money completely worthless. I, I don't see the advantage of that, unless your goal is to destroy the country. Anyway, Fox News contributor Justin Haskins argued that the White House's argument gaslights people who don't understand how inflation works. Well, yeah, that I think we covered that already. Uh, quoting here, this is so dishonest. The White House knows most don't understand inflation. Inflation going down doesn't mean there is more breathing room. It means the rate of price increases is slowing, but still going up. We are paying more than ever. We need deflation for prices to go down. <laughs> well, Haskins is right. In a follow-up tweet, Haskins also added that it's, quote, outrageous that the mainstream press is not hammering Mr. Biden, uh, all caps, that's why I kind of gave you the almost yell, hammering uh, Mr. Biden for these comments. Now, the slight inflation rate decrease in May, it came as a result of lower gas prices that we got for just a little bit and increases in grocery prices and other items. That, according to the Politico, even. They, they're reporting it. Not exactly a bastards of conservative ideology. The recent decrease in inflation isn't likely to convince policymakers at the Federal Reserve that the U.S. is out of the woods because core prices, which the Fed mainly focuses on, rose for the sixth straight month in May. So no signs yet of inflation ending and very few signs of inflation slowing. 
you can decide for yourself what that actually means. I would like to think that it means we will not be putting a Democrat back in the White House and that we will be replacing several seats in the Senate and the House that are currently occupied by Democrats with folks who will embrace conservative, sound fiscal policies. That doesn't automatically mean that everybody that wants to stick an R at the end of their name uh, qualifies for that particular description either. So, you know, do a good job of picking your battles. And, of course, also picking your candidates. Uh, that is <laughs> that is the general idea, right? So, why is it that they're so desperate to put this kind of falsehood, this flat-out lie in front of you? Because they don't have any good news to share. They just don't. They wish they did. They wish they could tell you, oh, yes, we've got it under control. Things are great. Except they don't really want to get it under control. They like it being where it is because, as I've already pointed out a couple of times in this segment, they want to collapse the economy as it currently exists. They want to move on to a post American economy. They want to move into modern monetary theory. I don't think it's going to work for them the way they think it's going to. It certainly doesn't work for those of us who are out here trying to, you know, actually earn a living. In fact, it'd be very bad for us. We're going to be the ones eating all the crickets instead of meat. World Economic Forum is still pushing that ideology. We're the guys that are going to be stuck holding the crappy end of the stick and still having to use that stick to stir more crap up so that we have something because the World Economic Forum, all the bigwigs there, uh, they are going to desperately try to make us own nothing and like it. And there probably will come a point where it's such a headache to own something if we continue to let them move in the direction that they're going, that it will be a relief. It's like, I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that anymore. Now I own nothing, but I kind of like it. <laughs> That's the mindset they're trying to push on us. So yes, the Biden administration puts this graph out, and you know, chances are, somebody there was just so dumb that they honestly didn't realize that they probably shouldn't have showed the whole graph. Because they also do not understand inflation. They were just told, well, here's the graph of the current inflation rate. Inflation? Inf what, what does inflation mean? See, the left plays fast and loose with language to the point that they think a lot of words mean something completely different than what they actually do mean. And they don't understand the meanings of the words that they don't use that often. It's like, well, I know we just talk about it a lot when we talk about the economy. So inflation, inflation, inflation. Is inflation a bad thing? Not if it's going down. Yes, it's still a bad thing because lower inflation just means the rate of increase in prices is slowing down. But it's still increasing. So there is no breathing room at all, Joe. 
no breathing room at all. You're still pressing hard against the fake breast of those LGBT people that are taking pictures, along with the chest of every other freaking American, because we can't breathe. Your policies are killing us. And again, that's by design. It's it's not a bug. It's the feature. And that's the sad truth. All right, since we took the mid-hour break so late last time, what do you say we take it a little early uh, in this hour number two? Uh, I mean, it seems like a good place to stop before I get too, too far down on that soapbox. Anyway, so uh, stay with me. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap Into the Truth with Tim Tapp. Hollywood's little Oscar statue is now less valuable than ever before. It no longer is an award for acting greatness, but rather it's all about your pronoun or those who the control leftist freaks have deemed worthy of an Oscar based upon their miserable existence. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hollywood extreme leftists have proudly announced that moving forward to be nominated for an Academy Award, you must have your leading role in any movie. A percentage of it has to be from an underrepresented community. A third of the workers behind the camera have to be from an underrepresented community. The editors, the shredders, the camera guys have to be part of an underrepresented community or else your movie or its participants cannot be nominated. The Hollywood elites defined being of the underrepresented community. One, women, people of color, which is code word for black female, LGBTQ, etc. community, people with disabilities, people from low income communities, people from rural areas and people of indigenous heritage. But nothing about acting greatness. Oh, well. There's yet another mess that Hollywood is getting itself into. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to the RonEdwards.com. Bye now. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, Lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. 
Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds Coffee Display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named top six in the world in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hi, I'm Christina Bob, author of Stealing Your Vote and attorney for the Donald J. Trump for President 2024 campaign. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Love is like oxygen, and that was Christina Bob. Really enjoyed having her on the show a little while back. Probably need to see if we can't get her back on sometime really soon, uh, all things being equal. All right, before we jump back into things real quick, I do want to remind you that if you are a gun owner like me, and by like me, I mean a gun owner who's made the same mistake I have that we have Went out and got ourselves a really cool-looking, awesome holster, only to find it so uncomfortable we just can't find a way to make it work, and so we kind of stop carrying at least for a little while till we find that next holster that maybe we do the same thing with again. Well, if you're one of those gun owners, like I was, uh, then maybe, just maybe, you ought to spend a little time and check out www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P because that will take you over to check out everything that Vanish Holster has to offer and the reason why you might want to make certain to use the backslash T-A-P-P is because that will automatically activate a $50 discount on any purchase you decide to make if you decide to make a purchase while you're there. Which, again, if you're a gun owner that's made that same mistake I did, maybe 
maybe you really should think about making that purchase. Now, here's the reason why. They are quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in the country because they're so ridiculously comfortable. And you don't have to take my word for it. You literally can look and see what thousands of their customers have to say because they're swearing that it's the most comfortable holster ever. And they're saying that if you start using a Vanish holster, you'll never stop carrying. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be that guy who's suddenly in that bad spot. That situation where we have to depend ourselves, depend our family, our friends, our neighbors, and not have my firearm on me. Just too much of a disadvantage to be in if that terrible dark day happens. Remember, it's way better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So not carrying is not an option. Again, thousands of their customers will tell you that if you use it, you'll never stop. Plus, they're designed to save you money. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. The one-size-fits-all thing it normally doesn't work for guns, but the Vanish Holster is designed to carry about 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. Plus, uh, you can carry two fully-loaded magazines with you as well, designed not to need a tactical belt so there you are. You, you are saving yourself a, an unexpected expense by not needing the tactical. And the best part, in my mind, is the fact that you can carry in multiple positions. If one position doesn't really work for you, you can use another position. And it's absolutely phenomenal. So again, visit our friends at Vanish Holsters over at www.vn sh.com backslash t-a-p-p to make sure you get that $50 discount. All right, let's jump back into things, ladies and gentlemen. John Hopkins University. Oh, man. I'm sure by now you probably heard this story. Uh, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Uh, usually I shy away from some of these, but this goes back to one of these things that I've really been harping on a while. I mean, I know I'm not the only one, far from it. Uh, I appreciate you guys' patience with me on the topic, but so much of medicine has been infiltrated by the woke mentality, the woke mindset, especially when it comes to this LGBTQ identity agenda. I mean, once upon a time, uh, not that long ago, actually, but once upon a time, John Hopkins University used to be one of the premier universities, especially if you were in the pursuit of medical excellence. You have to question if that's true anymore. I mean, it very well may not be true for any institution of higher learning. But here's the reason why. If for some reason you've been under a rock, maybe you didn't hear. John Hopkins University has referred to a woman, defining a woman, as being a non-man in the school's new LGBTQ glossary. Obviously, that's prompted a little backlash from people like me and other conservative voices, other people that are critical of the idea that somehow it's not okay to, to know what a woman is. What is a woman might be a, a good question 
it might also be the title of a phenomenal documentary that you really should see if you haven't already by Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire. But that's another story. A woman is a (laughs) non-man. Now, the prestigious, or perhaps formerly prestigious, Baltimore Research University's LGBTQ glossary defined a lesbian as, and I quote, a non-man attracted to non-men. That seems very non-definitive for a definition. Now, I would suggest that the definition of lesbian is a woman who is sexually attracted to a woman and is not attracted to men. Because, you see, the problem here with this, they're afraid to define what a woman is. We get this. They, they, they can't. They, they don't have the experience. They simply, it's not within their... These are supposed to be the best and brightest in the medical field and they can't define what a woman is? No, no, no. Gee, we can't because that might hurt someone's feelings. But if you define a lesbian as being a non-man attracted to non-men, then a whole lot of new things can be a lesbian and not really even be human. Uh, I mean, when you look around and see various members of the animal kingdom, well, they're non-men, and typically when it comes to their reproductive drive, they're attracted to other non-men. So, like cats, dogs, wolves, horses, bats, you know, zebras, dolphins, whatever your choice an animal may be, that falls into the definition of a non-man attracted to a non- to other non-men. So, I mean, by their definition, a lesbian can be almost anything (laughs) except for a man. Anyway, just just mind-numbing. The definition also adds, while past definitions refer to lesbian as a woman who is emotionally, romantically, and or sexually attracted to other women. This updated definition includes non-binary people who may also identify with the label. Translation, we're now calling people that aren't actually lesbians lesbians because they want us to call them lesbians and because we don't really care if it degrades their level of health care We would rather play their silly little pronoun games than to worry about, you know, the primary reason for medical research, saving lives. Shouldn't that be the point? I'm confused here. Uh, And I know I get this this level of confusion every time we discuss this topic, uh, whether we're in the Minneapolis Medical School where we're taking a strange new woke oath instead of the Hippocratic oath, Uh, regardless of whatever the agenda may be pointing at, we seem to have, you know, 
lost the general premise of healthcare, you know, providing the best possible healthcare. And that requires, just FYI, for all you wokesters out there, it requires a certain level of honesty about your biological self. You can identify however you want emotionally amongst your friends. And as long as they're okay with it, then you guys do you. You're crossing the line when you expect everyone else to play along with your delusion. But you are endangering yourself when you refuse to allow medical professionals to treat you in accordance with the biological reality as opposed to your gender identity. But the part isn't that these people ask everyone to pretend. That confuses me. The part isn't that politicians want to play along with them. That's not the part that confuses me. The part that confuses me is that <clears throat> trained medical professionals who study actual science are willing to play this stupid game. I mean, I, I have yet to, to fully grasp the concept of why a group of people that constantly tell us to follow the science, follow the science, refuse to actually follow real science. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about gender identity or if we're talking about the climate. No, we can't talk about real science because real science doesn't support their agenda. So we're just supposed to follow their agenda, which they claim to be the science. <laughs> the agenda that would define a lesbian as being non-man, attracted to non-men, even though now because a man can be a woman, but is still a man, does that definition still hold anyway? I mean, if you're going to allow for non-binary to fall within the category... I'm a non-binary lesbian. Well, by any definition, how can you actually be a lesbian if you're non-binary? Because as being non-binary, that means you don't actually fall into the category. See, it hurts if you try to apply logic to it. That's why they don't. <laughs> the entire glossary has been taken down pending review because... Not that they disagreed with the definition, but because there was a lot of pushback. Oh, no, how dare you let the people that actually contribute millions of dollars <laughs> to our facility find out that maybe we're charlatans and we're selling snake oil now instead of, you know, doing actual medical research. Yeah, yeah, that that's probably a good idea. Take that glossary down. Conservative commentators and gender ideology critics were real quick to point out the absurdity in the definition uh, from one of the country's most distinguished universities. I mean, and that's really the problem here. That's the, the part that's scary. They're still the cutting edge. They are the best medical research facility on the planet. They are. I mean, Duke's a great teaching university. Uh, Vanderbilt, same thing. But as far as true research that's going on at the professional level, they are the top dogs. <laughs> ben Shapiro uh, tweeted out 
lesbians are now officially squirrels. I think probably would have been better phrased, and you don't normally get a chance to correct Ben Shapiro, so I'm going to take it. Probably should have said, uh, now officially squirrels are lesbians, uh, because <laughs> lesbians uh, <laughs> may be squirrels, but uh, <laughs> you get what he's saying, and it's still funny. Uh, basically, he was saying the same thing I was earlier. Uh, J.K. Rowling, the Harry Potter author, who's been kind of an outspoken critic of gender ideology in recent years. Yeah, she tweeted out some criticism, too, saying, quote, Man, no definition needed. Non-man, formerly known as woman, a being defined only by reference to the male. An absence, a vacuum, where there's no madness. <laughs> uh Somebody who's really good with words, using words in a real way. Uh, unfortunately, uh, JK, I'm afraid that that one probably went over the heads of a lot of the people you were trying to communicate with. But your point's well made here, and it, it's a good one. <laughs> I kind of like it, too. Not as funny as Shapiro's, uh, if he had put it in the right order, but still very good. Now, of course, some folks on social media question why Gay men were still referred to as just men. Yeah, that, that doesn't seem fair. It seems like we're leaving a lot of important folks out of our special glossary, aren't we? After criticism, of course, the university took down the glossary uh, to review its definitions and replaced it with an explanatory statement. Quote, Upon becoming aware of the language in question, we have begun working to determine the origin and context of the glossary's definitions. We have removed the page from our website while we gather more information. Translation, ah, uh, we messed up, and now we're going to find somebody to point a finger at, make them the sacrificial lamb, wait till you're not looking, and then put something up that was equally or more so absurd in its place later. Anyway, the glossary was actually meant to serve only as an introduction to the range of LGBT identities, not as, quote, the definitive answer as to how all people understand the use of these terms. Uh, this also according to the university. I don't think anybody took it that way, guys. In fact, I think we just said you're supposed to be the smart people in the room. You're the folks supposed to be coming up with new and innovative ways to save lives. And instead, you seem to want to deny biological reality, which doesn't seem like a smart place to start from when you're trying to use medicine and science to save lives. Just an observation. Quoting... Here, continuing from the statement, John Hopkins strives to create a campus culture that is inclusive and welcoming for all gender identities, sexual orientations, experiences, and viewpoints, and we are committed to ensuring John Hopkins is a place where LGBTQ people feel supported. And all that's great. It really is, but it's not very supportive of anyone 
Again, if you're just going to flat out deny biological reality. It's not like you're running a summer camp here where technically you might be able to get by with limiting access in dressing rooms and bathrooms and then nobody would be the wiser. It's not like you're running a theater troupe where you expect a little eccentric behavior and a bit of the queer. No, you're running a university that specializes in medical research. Medical research. Not green energy. Not mathematics. All things in which gender identity doesn't matter at all. But medical research. It's hard to treat somebody for the testicular cancer they have if you're adhering to their identity as a woman. Because they can't have testicular cancer as a woman, can they? The biological reality is important. Now, I suppose technically, if you're really committed to playing the game, you can just say, for some strange reason, this trans woman has her ovaries on the outside and she seems to have ovarian cancer, uh, external ovarian cancer. Uh, yeah, is there a good way to describe that that's accurate? Uh, the answer, again, is still no. Because those cancers are very different. You're not talking about the same cancer, even if you try to play the game. You're still putting the patient at risk. <sighs> just, just crazy. Now, in recent years, critics have accused transgender activists of erasing women by defining female in reference to male and allowing men into women's spaces. All things that have happened, all things that are true, things that certainly would negate the feminine from being a true identity into itself. The definition was reportedly approved by a trans-identifying man who is in the, uh, who happens to be the program director of the LGBTQ plus equity and education at John Hopkins. Uh, Paula Nera, I believe, N-E-I-R-A. Gee, Paula. Hope I'm not butchering your last name too much, but as a trans-identifying man, who is the program director of LGBTQ plus equity and education at John Hopkins, I have to ask you, why do you have a job? Well, I mean, you probably should have a job. Why do you have that job? Why is that a job that exists? I mean, we know they're all playing the game. They want to get their scores. But why? Why do we allow medical professionals to play this game. Nobody should be allowing this. Now, Paula is a former Navy officer who made history all the way back in 2015 when he became the first trans-identifying Navy veteran to have his discharge papers updated to show his new name. Way to go, Paula. Paula's also a registered nurse and previously served as clinical program director of the John Hopkins Center for Transgender and 
gender expansive health. Meaning that, uh, well, that means that Paul has been pushing for chemical castrations and surgical mutilations. I at least hope not of minors. He's also an attorney. So, you know, a real renaissance man. <laughs> an attorney that was instrumental in helping repeal the don't ask, don't tell policy, after which gay men and women were allowed to openly serve in the U.S. military. So, as you can see, Paula has helped lead the efforts to change regulations to allow trans-identifying people to serve openly. But former President Donald John Trump, you know, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, he reversed that policy in 2017. So he's a very bad man. Quoting here from Paula from back in 2020, there are still gendered uniforms. There are still gendered birthing spaces and showers. That's not going to change overnight. Someday, will we get there? I hope so. But I don't foresee that being tomorrow. Well, that's some freaking bloody insight there, isn't it? So now we know who was responsible at John Hopkins for this debacle, and we know why. It's all about the very most definite, super, uber important gender identity theory, rather than, you know, what John Hopkins is there for, healthcare. I, I keep coming back around to that because it seems important. Now, maybe, maybe I'm the one that's wrong about this. Maybe I am. I mean, I'm human. I have my faults. But I really don't think I'm wrong about this. I really don't think I am. And I really don't think anybody else out there, even the folks that claim to be allies, I really don't think they believe I'm wrong about this either. We're talking about health. We're talking about health care. And that's the part that the, one of the most dangerous aspects of when woke ideology gets involved in the medical profession. When woke ideology infiltrates health care, then it stops being about health care. I mean, you can't have woke ideology infiltrating anything and it remain about that thing. You can't have woke ideology infiltrate sports and still just enjoy the sport. No, we've got to have a political message. You can't have woke ideology invade Hollywood and get a movie that doesn't have to be uber woke, uh, that just tells you a good story. That used to be the standard. Not anymore. Can't happen. But you see, when woke ideology takes over, when it infiltrates healthcare, it's not about healthcare anymore. You have to take your healthcare into your own hands. And that reminds me, got a new sponsor. If you are concerned, if you are worried about your heart, your memory, 
or your swollen, achy joints like I am, then man oh man, does our new sponsor have an Antarctic Krill supplement that can put an end to issues with all three? All you gotta do is take the supplement. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure and circulation and brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And there's never been a better time to try it yourself because all you have to do is go to FixSwollenFeet.com to get 58% off Native Path Antarctic Krill. Now, this krill oil is pure, it's effective, and is bioavailable. It's just a fancy scientific way of saying it's really easily absorbed by the body. It means your body's going to use it, not going to just pass through like a lot of uh, processed vitamin pills you might be taking. It contains a very potent antioxidant that helps reduce inflammation and swelling to a degree that uh, a lot of you probably never experienced. And for a limited time, right now, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. All you got to do is go to FixSwollenFeet.com. That's that's really it. That's F-I-X, Fix, S-W-O-L-L-E-N, Swollen, F-E-E-T, Feet. FixSwollenFeet.com. I still have a little bit of a chuckle because that particular website's going to take a little getting used to. But hey, the product is great. And uh, I can tell you, I, we've got some in. Got a bottle for myself, a bottle for my wife, and a bottle for my mother. And we all have something different going on that presumably should be helped. By this product. And I got to tell you, after just a couple of days, I'm already feeling a little more mobile. I mean, that my joint issues and the inflammation was a big thing I had going on. So, uh, again, go to FixSwollenFeet.com to uh, check it out for yourself and maybe take advantage of a really great price. All right. So, again, take your health into your own hands because you can't trust it in anybody else's. Not right now. Gonna wind down at this point, but again, it is June 13th, time of this live broadcast. So if you're listening to the rebroadcast or if you're listening to the podcast several days later, once more, I would like to thank those of you that sent me uh, birthday messages, uh, 13th being my birthday. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I appreciate it. Uh, please help support these companies that support the show and, uh, you know, all these other great things that, uh, only you can do, and it can only be done here in America, and that is breathe free and fight for liberty. That's what we, that's what we all signed up for. With that having been said, now's the time to say goodbye. But before I do that, I need to give you that very simple reminder. Don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. We'll be back again Friday for the live show. Hope you'll join us then, uh, whether you're listening to the podcast afterwards or if you're listening at the Vera Networks or if you're listening at K-Star Talk Radio or at ZMA Radio. 
wherever you listen in, please continue to do so. Uh, we've got several guests lined up. Should be a great show, as long as we don't have any technical sapus. That's uh, that's it. We're heading headlong into Father's Day weekend. So remember, if you haven't already gotten something for Father's Day, uh, and you're still listening to this before Father's Day, time is running out. Don't forget to take care of Dad. All right, that's it for now, guys. Again, thank you so much for being here. And as always, have a great day. I'm out. Using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep Stalin, Hitler, Malamine, and Pol Pot They told us things that you never forgot Is using both hands Well I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223 Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family Using both hands. Let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war.
But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is a specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends, our, our be- priests, bishops, and pastors refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war, only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum. And what then? When Satan has told the people of this world, he knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his cold war. And someday when the time is right to deliver his final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because you see by then we will have been so weakened from within spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price or better read than dead. Or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know it and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Ridge have refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools and our beloved dead who gave their lives to stop the advance and the Nazis did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all that you and I have the courage to tell our enemies there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. In the words of Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid.